0: Welcome to a bonus episode number 31 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll focus on John Fuller's transition and how Montana might need saving. Let's talk all about it with our host, Tammy Fisher. But first, we want to say thanks to
1: our listeners who have now turned the term horseshit into a drinking game. So that when you're listening to MVP, word on the street is you get to take a shot or drink your soda or your beer every time Mickey or I, mostly me, says horseshit. So uh, thanks for that, kids. Thanks for bringing us into your living room and your Friday night fun. We are pleased to announce that John Fuller, in his not-so-articulate way, has written a letter to the editor of the Flathead Beacon that fully undermines the validity of his horseshit transgender bills. Remember, Fuller wants to be sure that government eviscerates the fundamental right to parent by dictating the kind of medical care parents authorize for their transgender kids. His other bill seeks the power of government to tell schools how to regulate sports activities that involve transgender kids
0: participating in women's athletics. So in our 27th episode, we highlighted Fuller and his bills. Now, Fuller has infiltrated the local Republican Party and has ascended to chair of the Flathead County Republican Central Committee. In episode 27, we talked about Fuller's archaic view of women and his Save Women's Sports Bill he was trying to ram through the current legislative session in Montana. We focused on how Mr. Fuller is a problem for Republican leadership in our county and state, and we called him out for the fake Republican he is and how he routinely violates the Republican platform. And then after President Biden's executive order
1: on transgender participation, I wrote my column in the Flathead Beacon comparing John Fuller's government overreach actions to that of Joe Biden's. And apparently John Fuller felt compelled to respond. Fuller starts his letter saying that I'm a big fat failure. And I suppose he thinks that as a woman who has had some level of achievement in her life, that I would be disturbed by his insults or maybe That readers of my column and listeners to this podcast will take his opinion of my character and accomplishments as worthy of consideration. Well, if calling me a failure was effective, I sure as shit wouldn't be who I am today. In fact, telling me I can't do something or denigrating me has been
0: a force of inspiration for me my entire life. And in making that statement, Mr. Fuller only confirms to us and the rest of the universe that he couldn't throw an intellectual punch that would get him out of his own weight class. Tammy, I ran your campaign for mayor in 2009 with our late political advisor, Hale Ashcraft. We won that campaign by 66% of the vote, and you became the third female and youngest candidate ever elected mayor of our fair town. And while mayor, you did everything the Republican Party and the platform asked of you and more. Mr. Fuller's statement that you, quote, failed as mayor, unquote, comes some eight years after you held the chair. That speaks to the credibility of the criticism. And not once during your tenure did Mr. Fuller, the Republican Central Committee, or any Republican lodge a single criticism of your work as mayor. It appears Mr. Fuller at this stage of his life may have developed what my granny used to call short memory syndrome. Let's review your tenure as mayor and take Mr. (laughs) Fuller for a walk down memory lane, shall we? I've warmed up the hover round for him. (laughs) When you took the helm, The city was on the verge of bankruptcy and didn't even own its own city hall. Through strong fiscal management, you left your term with over a million dollars in the city reserve fund.
1: That's called saving for a rainy day.
0: You successfully negotiated with the fire department union a fair agreement that resolved years of dispute.
1: Yeah, that's smart management.
0: You uncovered the corruption involved in the transfer of TIF dollars to maintain airport operations. Yep,
1: we righted the ship.
0: Under your leadership... The city reduced the growth policy boundaries by over a mile to stop the threat of annexation of surrounding communities and focus on infill.
1: We call that limited government.
0: The city stopped annexing property outside of city limits, preventing ongoing dilution of taxpayer dollars.
1: More limited government.
0: You canceled contracts for the pet projects of the prior administration that wasted taxpayer dollars.
1: That's fiscally responsible.
0: You resolved years-long high-risk litigation through utilization of novel legal tactics that reduced taxpayer exposure and forced insurers to provide coverage when they had denied coverage for claims.
1: That's risk management.
0: You led the council in rejecting pay raises and technology for elected officers.
1: That's called being fiscally conservative.
0: And in rescinding job-killing transportation impact fees. That's
1: called free market.
0: Under your leadership, the city offloaded property acquisitions that were taxpayer money pits.
1: That's fiscal responsibility.
0: And you revised and updated, outdated city ordinances to be legally compliant. More
1: risk management.
0: And you stopped the prior administration policy of having pre-meetings with city council before the public meetings to comply with open meetings laws and bring greater transparency to local government. No secrets. So... To create out of whole cloth some eight years after holding the chair, this view of your work as mayor as a failure speaks more to Mr. Fuller's character than yours.
1: <laughs> I've definitely failed at lots of stuff, but mayor isn't one of them. I worked hard in that job, really hard. And we produced some great accomplishments, mostly because I surrounded myself with wicked smart people. Lots of them were Republican and conservative Republicans and kept me on task. And I kept myself on task by referring to the Republican platform on more than one occasion. So while the first line of Fuller's letter may be distracting because it's a pot shot, we think it's important to peel back the insults and look at the substance of the remainder of the letter to determine if, in fact, we're all washed up, because criticism isn't bad, so long as it's constructive and based in fact. But here, when we peel back the insults and look to the actual content of Fuller's letter, we find that his argument's entirely support our position, which is odd since we think Mr. Fuller's goal was to prove we're all washed up. Remember what our argument was about Fuller's bills. They violate the Republican platform because they're duplicative of an already regulated activity. We also said Mr. Fuller is a sexist and that he isn't a Republican. And now we know by Fuller's own handwriting that we were right. So what does Fuller say in his letter? Well, we aren't sure that he actually wrote it because he refers to himself in the third person, but he is the signed author. So here it goes. Let's give this a read.
0: Quote, the Flathead Beacon grants regular space to the former failed mayor of Kalispell, Tammy Fisher. In her recent column, Ms. Fisher claims that Representative John Fuller's Save Women's Sports Act, also known as HB 112, is an unwarranted intrusion into an already regulated activity and an unnecessary expansion of government in the name of feel-good legislation. Ms. Fisher is being disingenuous in her claim that protecting women from the physiologically advanced males attempting to compete in formerly exclusively female sports is a violation of Republican principles. The Republican platform has always stood for protecting the equal rights of Americans. The Republican Party is the party that ended slavery in America and is currently the party that is defending the rights of the vulnerable in America, the elderly, the unborn, and yes, women who want to compete and be free from male intrusion into their bathrooms, locker rooms, and on the athletic fields. The purpose of government is to protect the equal rights of all, and when there is a violation of those rights, it is not only proper, but right for it to act. Ms. Fisher claims that the NCAA is already abiding with anti-discrimination laws. The NCAA mandates that transgender males that wish to compete in female sports take at least one year of hormones to reduce their testosterone levels. This is an implicit recognition that males are physiologically advantaged over females, requiring that transitioning males take drugs to reduce that advantage. The NCAA is requiring that drugs be ingested before eligibility. But women wishing to transition to males are not allowed to take testosterone to equalize their disadvantage. What is non-discriminatory about that? As we approach the 50th anniversary of Title IX, it is ironic that Ms. Fisher is accepting of the idea that in the name of her political agenda, that one of the most socially beneficial laws in American history be destroyed. We have separate women's sports precisely because we wish to protect equal access to athletic competition and all the benefits athletic participation entails. The Save Women's Sports Act is necessary to resist those who would dismantle the equality of opportunity that women have enjoyed for almost 50 years. Those who would claim that it is a violation of Republican principles are not only ignorant of history, but the enemy of women athletes everywhere. Signed, John Fuller. So let's analyze Fuller's statements. After the insults,
1: we can see that he agrees with us that, one, the Republican Party has always stood for protecting the equal rights of Americans, two, that the purpose of government is to protect the equal rights of all, and three, that the Republican Party defends the rights of the vulnerable in America. But look carefully at what Fuller is saying, folks, especially about us women. He believes we have a, quote, right- that has been, quote, violated by transgender involvement in sports activities. But nowhere in the Constitution is such a right delineated. Nowhere. So how does Mr. Fuller define this right that has been violated? Well, he doesn't, because it doesn't exist. Let's talk about the rights women and all people, regardless of gender or sex, have under the Constitution, the rights of liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, Mr. Fuller would like to expand the definition of a right to include, in his words, the right of women to compete and be free from male intrusion into their bathrooms, locker rooms, and on the athletic fields. Well, that's not a right found in the Constitution. In any American jurisprudence, Supreme Court case, Montana law, Montana Constitution— or the Republican platform that Mr. Fuller failed to dust off and read prior to engaging in a dissertation on what Republicans believe. And every Republican better perk up when someone who refers to himself as a Republican wants to create new rights. Because the creation of a right has far, vast, reaching consequences. And you would think, that a legislator who refers to himself as Republican would know how important the designation of legal rights are. So Mr. Fuller is doing exactly what conservative Republicans have been criticizing progressive liberals of doing for years, creating rights that do not exist and giving them force of law. This proposal, Fuller's creation of rights that do not actually exist, Again, underscores that Mr. Fuller is not a conservative Republican. He is, in particular, with regard to creating out-of-whole-cloth rights that do not exist, either a progressive liberal or authoritarian fascist. But he sure as hell isn't a Republican. Fuller's use of the term right for a former history teacher is careless and fails to take into account the seriousness of the term for conservative Republicans. The Democrat platform does make up rights that are not found in any jurisprudence, Supreme Court case or constitution. We often hear healthcare is a right. Housing is a right. Basic universal income is a right. But never do we hear that from conservative Republicans. Because we don't just make things up as we go along. Mr. Fuller's rights expansion to vagina only bathrooms and sports belongs with the left, not the right. Conservative Republicans do not seek to expand government and inalienable rights. Mr. Fuller's desire to use the force of law to expand government scope flies directly in the face of the Republican
0: platform and conservative Republican values. Mr. Fuller informs us, quote, the purpose of government is to protect the equal rights of all. And when there is a violation of those rights, it is not only proper, but right for it to act, end quote.
1: But that statement is found nowhere in the Republican platform and the government should not act unless it is absolutely required when other social entities have failed to act. And again, a vagina only bathroom or locker room or sports team is not an inalienable right found in any jurisprudence, constitution or law. The Republican platform tells us, in fact, that government cannot fix the ails of society. That is the role of other entities, not government. That address the ails of society. And Mr. Fuller himself refers to those other entities, particularly the NCAA, that already address transgender participation in sports activities. So the NCAA is doing precisely what it was formed to do without government intervention. And that is entirely consistent with the Republican platform. To be fair, Mr. Fuller criticizes the NCAA for how it functions in this area. But his proposed solution is not to go to the NCAA and say, hey, change that. It's not fair. It's to instead expand government, which is how progressive liberals view the role of government, not conservative Republicans. It is not either proper or right for government to act when another non-government entity Acts in that area of society. Here, the NCAA and the MHSA
0: are already acting. What we know for sure is Mr. Fuller is as sexist as we told you he is. He believes women need to be
1: saved because they should be categorized as vulnerable. Women are not vulnerable in need of saving. Mr. Fuller should ask his female colleagues in the legislature. If they think they need saving, we aren't spotted owls, John Fuller. We don't need saving. The Republican platform sure as hell doesn't view women as vulnerable and in need of saving. The term vulnerable means in need of special care, support, or protection because of age, disability, or risk of abuse or neglect. And that ain't us. Fuller, in his patriarchal attempt to appear selfless and concern for women, and them being
0: taken advantage of, simply reveals to us the full scope of his sexism. Not only is John Fuller a sexist bigot, he is an authoritarian fascist that masquerades as a Republican. He's the living embodiment of the novel entitled The Handmaid's Tale. And I know a little about The Handmaid's Tale because I think it was the only book
1: I cracked open when I was in high school. It's a dystopian novel by Margaret Atwood. It was published in 1985, and it's set in a near-future, strongly patriarchal, quasi-Christian, totalitarian state that has overthrown the United States government. The central character and narrator is a woman named Offred, one of the group known as Handmaid's who are forcibly assigned to produce children for the commanders, the ruling class of men. The novel explores themes of subjugated women in a patriarchal society and the various means by which they resist and attempt to gain individuality and independence. We
0: would recommend our listeners who are not familiar with the novel read the book, then attend a Flathead County Republican Central Committee meeting and see the striking similarities. And perhaps what is the best line of Mr. Fuller's letter? Mr. Fuller tries to give credibility
1: to his save women argument by citing Title IX. He states, quote, As we approach the 50th anniversary of Title IX, it is ironic that Ms. Fisher is accepting of the idea that in the name of her political agenda, that one of the most socially beneficial laws in American history be destroyed. Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972 is federal legislation. Title IX protects people from discrimination based on sex and education programs or activities that receive federal financial assistance. But (coughs) John Fuller doesn't understand this, folks. (laughs) Title IX is the federal regulation that Joe Biden, a Democrat, used in his executive order mandating transgender participation in sports. Title IX has been extended to transgender participation, not used to limit transgender participation in sports. He doesn't even know what Title IX is and how it's currently being interpreted and used. He does, however, believe that Title IX is, quote, one of the most socially beneficial laws in American history. Well, if that is true, then he believes in Joe Biden's
0: executive order, which is polar opposite of the legislation Fuller himself is proposing. Again, if this guy taught government as a profession, he needs to apologize to every one of his pupils. Remember those college textbooks that you wanted to keep in pristine condition for
1: when you sold them back to the bookstore at the end of the semester? Some of you may have never even taken them out of the plastic, I didn't, in order to get top dollar for the books when the class ended. Likewise, we would recommend Mr. Fuller take the plastic off the Republican platform, read it. And once he learns his line of thinking is polar opposite of Republicans, resign immediately and switch to a new party affiliation. Because it's just not fair to Montana voters and other true conservative Republicans that he
0: masquerades as one of us. Our political advisor, Mr. Ashcraft, would often say, quote, you can tell a lot about a man as soon as you hang a badge on him. It's the measure of a man. End quote. Mr. Ashcraft was right. John Fuller has showed us all his true character once he got a little authority. His authoritarian fascist ideas should be summarily rejected as they fly in the face of the Republican platform and are an affront to every Montanan. Under Mr. Fuller's leadership, more than a few Republican Central Committee members
1: have walked away from that committee because of his it's my way or the highway approach. He has damaged the Republican brand, mistreated party members, and made a mockery of the platform. He really should never be elected to public office ever again. But if he does run for office again, we suggest you replace his phony campaign slogan, Montana First, with his real slogan, John's agenda first. As my friend Mark refers to him, John full of himself. Mr. Fuller won't be happy until we're all living according to his moral code and every woman is kept barefoot and pregnant and cranking out baked goods in the kitchen. So thanks, John, for your feedback. You validated everything we said and I wrote. And I'll tell you what, if you start telling the truth and stop referring to yourself
0: as a Republican, I'll stop talking about your horseshit bills. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Become a sponsor of the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Subscribe to the show on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and parlor. Our handle is at MT Values. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.